when the bones are good. When the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Yeah, the pink peel glass could shatter. Let it rain, cause you and I remain the same. Do you think Marin Morris was singing about cannibals? She could have been. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> Look at her go. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. If you hear a dog panting, (laughs) it is because we saw this movie um, over the weekend, actually. Yes. And we weren't able to record on the ride home. So we are now recording in our room, and our sweet, sweet puppy, Ella, is just beside herself she, that we turned off the air conditioning she hates it <laughs> she really is very not able to tolerate any amount of heat also she doesn't tolerate us speaking she hates us talking <laughs> especially past like a certain time of day <laughs> she's just done but like why is she me she is a little bit well, i mean she's a capricorn yeah so i feel like people adopt dogs that are them mm-hmm. so we are at home and very excited to talk about Luca Guadagnino's newest movie, Bones and All. I'm so excited to talk <laughs> about this movie. So he was the director of Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. which is a slightly controversial film because it, it is. represents a love story between a minor and an adult. Yeah, it's touch of pedophilia. Just a dab. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was controversial i think we both enjoyed Mm -hmm. that movie um and both of us are fans of timothy shablagook is (laughs) what we lovingly refer to just call him shablagook which is my favorite thing it's out of love though it is like he's just shablagook he's just he's just shablagook but we are big fans of him Mm -hmm. um i think you a little bit more than me yeah i'm like a little bit obsessed with him yeah just a little bit yeah (laughs) it's a healthy obsession it's not like you don't have posters of him no (laughs) (laughs) no like he's never been like my phone background right he's just beautiful and i love watching him act i had a little bit of a struggle because this is the first movie I've seen him in since Sex Life of College Girls came out. Mm. And so I had a little bit of a struggle because I just kept picturing his sister, Pauline, <laughs> who like is Timothy Chalamet with boobs. And yeah. so like I was just having some struggles You were there. struggling with it. I also struggle when I watch Sex Life of College Girls because I'm like, wait, it's, it's just Shabligook it's just with, with boobs. Yeah. Um. By the way, if you haven't watched that, fantastic series on hbo yes so i will read the google summary as we always do let's hear it love blossoms between a young woman on the margins of society and a disenfranchised drifter as they embark on a three thousand mile odyssey through the back roads of america however despite their best efforts all roads lead back to their terrifying pasts and a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their differences hmm very interesting very interesting synopsis okay so what the synopsis leaves out (laughs) is probably the most important thing Mm -hmm. which like if you just read that synopsis and you were like a good christian woman you might be like oh uh, let's go see the love story um it's about cannibals 
So right. we're just going to put that on the table right now that Timothy yeah. Chalamet and Taylor Russell are cannibals. Mm-hmm. We will get into that a little bit more. Right. But we're just going to start out as we always do and just say, Caitlin, what are your thoughts and feelings a couple of days later? Not right out of the theater this time. Not right after the theater. And I have to say, I'm extremely happy that I had a few days to sit on this movie and yeah, to process it was, a, it. it was a big one. It was heavy. There was a lot to process. Yeah. I feel a little bit more equipped to discuss it, having had a little bit of time to process and mm-hmm. think about it. So my initial thoughts for the sake of this podcast, because we actually really haven't talked about it. No, and we've been like dying on the inside because we've been wanting to talk about it. And every day I think about another thing that I want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. My initial thoughts are pretty much that I love this movie. Yeah. I think it might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Wow. I don't think. I know know. that it is one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. I'm excited to unpack it and talk about it with you because I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. So as we all know, I'm a little bit more of a heavy handed critic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because I over criticize the films of the world uh-huh. and like if it's just seeing like uncharted with tom holland or something mm-hmm. like that like i just let stuff fly a little sure. bit more and i go into it as like an experience and less criticizing a movie and picking it apart sure and as we know i also am a huge critic of overindulgent Mm-hmm. filmmaking mm-hmm. which we discussed in both the fablemans and we discussed in tar mm-hmm. which i still loved tar sure um but there were those scenes that were a little overindulgent and it was just exhausting to watch mm-hmm. and i think luca guadagnino i was a little bit worried because that self-indulgence was in call me by your name yes absolutely it was that yes. is not a palatable movie in the (laughs) least sense of the word for like a a general audience. I am going to say that if you can handle watching cannibals, (laughs) this movie is one of the more palatable films I've ever seen. And I think it was really natural. It was really genuine. Mm Mm-hmm oddly heartfelt Mm -hmm. i thought it was thematically bursting at the seams so rich with incredible depth Mm -hmm. i thought the performances were beautiful Mm -hmm. across the board beautiful and sometimes terrifying yep and i'm going to say that this movie is in my top three of the year it's in my top three too yeah yeah it is it is absolutely and you know from what i've seen from luca guadagnino so far because i have seen suspiria as well Mm -hmm. this is by far the best movie i've seen from him okay and i just can't say enough good things about this movie i know to the point that i think i only have one criticism which is crazy when it comes to (laughs) me (laughs) yeah that is crazy especially like you said for this type of like this is definitely a film there's no question about it yeah and usually it is the films where you tend to get like you said earlier like where you tend to get a little bit more critical yeah and i like overanalyze things because it is a film and like we have to like we we really can't cut a lot of breaks right. when it comes to a film like <laughs> yeah. they're they're putting themselves out into the world as a film so like they're also 
giving us it's a, a platform. It's a vulnerable moment for like a director or yeah. for like a filmmaker to make something that isn't easy to digest mm-hmm. because you can lose people really quickly. Yeah. And so you have to have almost like every element perfectly in place in order for it to be not only art, mm-hmm. but also enjoyable. Right. Which there are plenty of movies that are very artful and very masterful, but are not enjoyable to watch. Yes. And I think this was a beautiful balance of being incredibly beautiful Mm -hmm. and masterful and also just being a really good story that you wanted to watch and see what happens. Yeah, like so watchable. Yeah. And like you said, really held my attention the entire time. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound weird, but I think you might agree with me. It was one of those movies that almost felt like you were watching or like kind of ingesting a symphony. Yeah. Where it was like you wanted to see up until the very last note played out. Yeah. And it was like when it ended, it was just like, damn. Oh my God, that ending. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about it in the spoiler section. It was just like, wow like that was a beautiful piece of art yes and i think it's a shame because i know that it's not a easy watch for people Mm -hmm. because of the scenes that involve Mm -hmm. cannibalism and i think like i just checked rotten tomatoes it's it's in the low 80s i know which i don't agree with that i do not agree with it but i think that it's going to lose people simply for that fact it will and i understand that and like as somebody who is so into horror as much as i am and for you as someone who's been exposed Mm -hmm. to horror through me i think we are able to see why it's used and like Mm -hmm. you know we're able to watch those scenes without just being disgusted Uh uh-huh and we're able to see them as what they are, which I know one of the themes that I picked up on was addiction. Mm-hmm. And I know one of your favorite shows was um, Intervention. Yes. And so when we first started like talking, like when we were uh-huh. in our, our we're just friends, but we're not friends stage. I remember, you know, when you like somebody and they and mm-hmm. they like something. So you like convince yourself that you're also into uh-huh. it. I don't actually like Intervention, but I watched it because I wanted to talk about it with right. you and impress you. Right. <laughs> and I, I remember that. There were some scenes in Intervention where you watch somebody do their drug of choice Mm -hmm. and go into a really awful state. And you can see like, even though they're in this state of euphoria, Mm -hmm. which the cannibals, when they eat somebody, like they they crave it, they need Mm -hmm. it. And so when they're in this state of euphoria, it's the same thing as like these addicts on Intervention where like they're experiencing this high, but... It's the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's like actually the lowest point that they that really they could ever possibly have been. ever be. Yeah. And I think that they really covered that kind of low and high where mm-hmm. they seem so sad that they're doing it, mm-hmm. but also struggling with like the need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just wonderful storytelling. Yeah. And you know, that actually made me think of a scene where Timothy Chalamet's character and Taylor Russell's character are talking kind of about that, about their struggles with it. And he says to her, why are you making this harder than it already is? Yeah. 
and like applying that to like an addiction thing because she's kind of struggling with the morality of it i guess right. the ethical piece of it and he's kind of already moved past that and it's just like we have to do this yeah. like this is just what yeah. we have to do and he's kind of over like the justification process uh-huh. and she's still kind of in the stage of like trying to justify it and feeling like there isn't a justification for doing yeah. it yeah and he's like dude like this is already so fucking hard like yeah. why are you making this harder than it is mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting too because like if you just made the exact same script but every scene they ate somebody was a scene of two people doing drugs or one person doing drugs mm-hmm. or you know talking about doing drugs mm-hmm. i think you could have made the exact same movie oh, yeah. just like a little less effective i was gonna say less impactful right honestly you know just right i think it needed to be that extreme yeah to kind of say it without saying it you right. know because that's what they were trying to do is like hey like this is what we're doing here but like we're gonna take it to the next level and make mm-hmm. it the most gruesome thing it honestly i think it was more impactful not just for like shock factor right but just for like from like an empathy standpoint of like picturing yourself as a person who needs to eat people right to like be a person yeah and like how hard that must be Mm -hmm. you know and how challenging and difficult that is yeah seeing that play out was way more impactful like you said than like watching someone struggle with like shooting absolutely and i think what was really interesting too was that there was another theme that both timothy chalamet's character whose name is lee Mm -hmm. and taylor russell's character whose name is marin which is funny because marin morris Morris. (laughs) um both of them struggle with generational trauma and parental abandonment and it's very similar to like the themes of like what you see an addict Mm -hmm. go through with their own family yeah and i also think that i i don't know if i'm reading into it a little too much but i think especially one scene stood out that made me think that it was also a little bit queer coded i had that thought too i think that addiction was clearly at the forefront sure but i think you could put being a cannibal in this world to equate any form of being an outsider Mm -hmm. of being Mm -hmm. on the outside so like even the very first scene you know taylor russell is a mixed girl Mm -hmm. and she's going to the school with a bunch of really rich white girls Mm -hmm. and she's having trouble acclimating to her environment for that reason not because she's a cannibal right but because she's poor and black (laughs) right so right and i think it also explores being on the outskirts of society because you're gay Mm -hmm. and i think because luca guadagnino himself is gay and like i'm sure he put that into the movie and directed it like that but i think you can tell that it's a little bit symbolizing the vilification of Mm -hmm. gay people because it's like out of all the things you could be the worst is gay right and so like in this world obviously the worst worst thing you can be is is an eater right but the way that other eaters talk about their experience of being an eater Mm -hmm. made me think like this is a little queer coded because the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that they could smell other eaters Uh uh-huh and i was like this is this is gaydar yeah yeah and like the first scene that timothy chalamet and taylor russell meet they're in a like a convenience store basically Mm -hmm. and the looks that they gave each other was that look when you see another gay person in public and Mm -hmm. you're just like have this like moment of like 
hey i'm you yeah and you're me right and i'll talk about in the spoiler section a scene that really stood out to me that Mm. feels a little bit like this is showing a queer experience Mm -hmm. um but i thought that was an interesting theme in there too so it it explores so much where it's like so much the the experience of addiction but also the experience of trauma generational trauma abandonment and also looking so desperately for a person or a group of people who mm-hmm. will accept, accept you, you. I was just for who say, you are. One of the biggest themes that I picked up on because hello counselor. Yeah. Was acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Within yourself. And yeah. like you said, seeking acceptance from other people. Yeah. And almost like finding, like you said, either a person or a group of people that you feel like you belong with. Yeah. And I felt like acceptance and belonging was huge, 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 yeah. huge theme, which, like you said, is certainly a part of the queer experience yeah. and is also a part of just the human experience. Right. And it was a people very with addiction. Hu- it was a very human movie. Yes. I will say before we get to our popcorn rating that I have to give my one critique. Yeah, let's hear it. So my one critique is that there were a couple of scenes where... It would cut to a beautiful wide shot of wherever the location was, or it would cut to like the car and they were like Uh inside the car and they would have little conversations that weren't on camera. Mm -hmm. And those conversations, A, were mixed really horribly. So you could hear (laughs) that they were done in a studio. Uh And the way they mixed them in, it didn't sound like they were in any type of like outdoor environment. Like it sounded very muffled and kind of like they just threw an audio file in there. Okay. And also those very specific parts were... The only parts of the script that I didn't like because they were very scripty is the only way I can say it because like they have these really natural pieces of dialogue Mm -hmm. and then it would cut to this like extreme wide of a field Mm -hmm. and then you would hear like Lee do you ever think that we would be infinite type you know like stuff like that yeah. That's my only critique. I, okay. They just took all of those scenes out. If they ripped them out, might be my favorite movie of the year. I didn't notice either of those things because I'm not an editor. <laughs> yeah. So I think like that makes sense that you picked up yeah. on that. But like I certainly didn't. Honestly, if that's your worst critique. That's a that's a low ball that's critique. pretty generous. I, I mean, know. that's your only critique. I know. I don't have a critique. I don't have a single thing. So go ahead it. and give your little popcorn. So it's a large popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 large popcorns. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. The more I think about it, it might end up being my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. It could possibly be mine. I mean, there's I'm, still time left. Yeah. So on December 31st, I'll make my final decision <laughs> yeah. about what my favorite movie of the year is. But uh, it might be there. It's up there. Yeah. For sure. I think for me, it is absolutely a large Mm -hmm. um i think when i'm struggling to find a critique of a movie yeah that's that That says something right there yeah um and i also think that for being such a violent and brutal movie i thought you were able to handle it pretty well i think we've touched on this in like the season of halloween but i'll just remind everyone that i don't do gore yeah I just simply can't. Like, it's just too much for it's me. It's not your thing. It's like, no. Especially body gore. Yeah. Like, no. No. We don't do blood and guts. Like, blood is okay, but guts and, like, dismemberment and, like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'll just say a quick note for anyone. If you feel on the fence about this movie because of the gore, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you to see it. I'll just tell you, like, I just didn't look at the scenes that were gory. Yeah. She just looked away when it was too much. I looked away and 
The gore was pretty brief, I will say. There were a couple scenes that were a little long for okay, an average I guess it viewer. felt brief for me because you I wasn't watching. looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Abby would just like tap me on the knee uh-huh. when it was over <laughs> and I would look back up. If you're worried about the gore, it's not the entire movie. No, it's not. It was a tasteful amount because I think I only looked away like three to four times. Yeah, I think there was only one scene out of the entire movie that I felt he overdid it a little bit. Okay. And so for a movie about cannibals to be able to say that, I think the rest of the scenes that involved cannibalism or violence were very purposeful, very Mm -hmm. meaningful. There's a purpose to what they're showing on screen. There was only one scene that I thought took it too far. I would just hate for somebody to miss out on seeing this movie because they were afraid of seeing gore. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like you can just not look. Yeah. <laughs> or like do like because it was there was parts of it where I was like, but I kind of just want to see like yeah. how bad is it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't let that sway you from seeing the movie, I guess. Keep an open mind about it. But also like this is incredibly gory, guys. Yeah. Don't think that like yeah. she's underplaying this right now. Right. Like if you don't like gore and it makes you really like sick or nauseous, see this movie with somebody who can tap. Mm-hmm. Um, and like tap you in and tap you out or if you think that they're about to eat somebody just close your eyes yep until you hear them talking again yep um but i i completely agree that is 100 percent worth a watch and i'm really just excited that we got to see this movie Me i think too. it was a wonderful experience it really was ready for some spoilers yeah let's do it <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the spoiler portion of the podcast. The best part. It's Caitlin's favorite part. My favorite part. She doesn't feel restricted. I don't feel restricted. I can say whatever I want. You don't know how many times I cut little sections of the podcast where I'm like, you can't say that. I know. (laughs) It's just so hard because I'm excited. Yeah. So I want to talk about the moment that I thought was really like hyper queer coded oh okay and i think you'll agree with me on this one was i loved love love loved the scene in the diner where the little girl notices them yeah because lee and marin are in this diner and they're just eating pancakes and cereal and they're Mm -hmm. having a conversation and this little girl looks up at them and you can tell that she smells them. Uh-huh. And you can tell that she is also an eater. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she like fully knows it yet or she mm-hmm. fully, you know, understands mm-hmm. it. But she looks at them with almost an admiration. Uh-huh. It kind of put me back at like, <laughs> I know this is weird, but it put me back at Universal when that like little baby gay looked at oh you. Oh my God. And like we were walking through Universal and you and I were like holding hands and mm-hmm. you were wearing this like, really nice outfit and your hair and makeup done and I could see her looking at you with like oh my god we can grow up and you know walk down city walk and universal holding hands you know and like that kind of admiration when she looked at them I was like this is this is queer Mm. this is gay this is you know she wants to be like them yeah like that's the what that's what you took away from that scene is like she recognizes something in them that is familiar to her yeah and she like i i agree with you like it was like she was looking up to them and like she was so fascinated with them and she was just like kind of like looking at them like yeah 
cool. Like, well, and I, I think want that. when you're in a marginalized community, so if you are, you know, a minority or if you're gay or, you know, a very specific religion that's different than being white, cis, straight, Christian, when you're in a public space, you never really feel like you belong there. Mm-hmm. I think that theme runs throughout that these literal vagabonds, like they literally mm-hmm. are living out of a truck. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they belong anywhere. Right. And you can tell that, you know, eventually as they connect and bond and, you know, eventually fall in love with each other, that they find a home with each other. Mm-hmm. That experience is so gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, so you know, gay. You, you, you grow up and you feel so other and you feel so like out of it. And you're like, how am I like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel right here. I don't feel right there. I don't like, where are my people? Mm-hmm. And then you go to a gay bar for the first time and you're like, holy shit. Like, this is, this okay. is what it feels like. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you fall in love and you make that like, quote unquote, home with mm-hmm. another person. And so I thought that even though, again, we're talking about cannibals here, you're showing just the most beautiful, real human experience of searching for belonging and searching for your people and your home. Mm -hmm. And that scene just like stood out to me so much. Definitely. Another scene that stood out to me that's not about the gay thing. Yeah. But I don't know if you know this, but I cried in this movie. You did. I did cry in this movie. Which is funny because the the little Gen Z kids that were sitting in Uh front of us, when they left, the one guy goes, I may have cried a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I cried kind of a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. You're Caitlin. But I don't know if you'll know what scene I cried in and what I'm about to talk about. So the scene that I thought was potentially like one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in a movie ever. Uh Uh-huh. Was the scene where Marin encourages Lee to confess that he killed and ate his uh-huh. dad. Yeah. And fucking Shablagook. An incredible performance. In that, <laughs> I mean, in this whole movie was really amazing. Yeah. But in that scene, like, that yeah. boy acted. Yeah. Because in this scene, we've really, were like, kind of getting towards the end of the movie. Yeah. We've established that Marin and Lee are in love. They are having kind of an intimate moment in Mm -hmm. this beautiful sunset field scene sort of deal. And she gets him to confess to her basically his deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. That he killed his father. Yeah. His abusive father. His abusive father. Yeah. And like ate his whole person. Bones, Bones and, and all. all. <laughs> um, he kind of breaks down as he's confessing this to her and as he's telling her. And she like tells him like, it's okay. You can tell me. Yeah. And sort of gives him this space to finally open up. Mm-hmm. In this moment, you see him be his most vulnerable self. Mm-hmm. The script. Mm-hmm. The cinematography. That was a beautiful. I mean, the cinematography throughout the entire thing was some so, of the best. So I've beautiful. Ever seen. But yeah. like in this scene, it was just like the way it was lit, the way it was shot. Like mm-hmm. it was just and just him giving his entire person mm-hmm. into this scene. It really like hit me yeah (laughs) like went in bones and all (laughs) he he did bones and all for that scene and like 
it really got to me because I think it touched on so many things. I think it touched on being vulnerable with another person Mm -hmm. and sharing parts of you that you don't want anyone else to know about and like not knowing how that other person will take it. Right. But then knowing she accepts him for it and Mm -hmm. loves him for it. And like you said, that's kind of going along with that theme of finding your person, like finding the, the home in that person that like even at your worst, this person's also going to love you like no matter what and so it's like finding that unconditional love from Mm -hmm. another person where you may have never found that before yeah and so you see that whole thing happen and also like I just felt so sad for him Uh uh-huh just gut-wrenching I don't know like that that scene really stuck with me I think the scene that like obviously the climax of the movie Mm. um is gonna stick with everyone that sees it but I think the thing that really stuck with me was that at the end which we'll talk a little bit more about you know what leads up to this but Mm -hmm. Timothy Chalamet is dying he's actively Mm -hmm. bleeding out from a wound yeah and he asks her to eat him and he's like I need you like bones and all like please eat me and like saying this out loud like it sounds ridiculous right but like they bring it up multiple times of you know, bones and all is like you're consuming, not just like, it's not just eating flesh to like get your jollies off and like you feel right. good again. It's like taking the whole person and him begging her to eat him bones mm-hmm. and all was like, I don't want to be apart from you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was like, I know I'm dying. Like I want to be a part of you. Right. And I thought that was like, Oh my God. So good. (laughs) I thought so too. I thought it was just like the climax of the movie, like you said, was also extremely impactful. Yeah. And And horrifying. Terrifying. Mark Rylance gave one of the most disturbing performances I've ever seen. I'm so scared of him and like also predators and like uh-huh. pedophilia almost was mm-hmm. kind of a theme also. Yeah. Um, which is weird. So like is like Guadagnino okay? Was he like preyed upon? Probably. Because like he seems troubled. We're now two for two yeah. on the on the predator <laughs> shit. So like what's going yeah. on? That was terrifying. Yeah. Mark Rylance plays a character named Sully who literally the first note in my phone is why does Sully have such a fatty? <laughs> he, he is double cheeked up. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon at the movie theater. Chewing on some people. Literally has the biggest ass I've ever yeah, seen on a man. dumpy. And I was like, is this like, did they make him look a little like misshapen or is this actually Mark Rylance? Because if not, he's, he's packing heat in the back. He sure is. But he basically plays a cannibal or an eater in this world that his rule is that he waits until people die before mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. eats them. So he does not kill somebody he never killed somebody he, right. he's never killed somebody he waits till they die so he literally this is so fucking creepy he stalks dead dying people mm-hmm. because he can smell when they're starting the dying process and yeah. then he eats them so he like 
breaks into an old lady's home that fell on the ground and is stuck and he's just waiting there for her to die yeah and so like a legit predator yeah (laughs) and what's interesting was that he felt like he was so morally good for that Uh but really it was almost more predatorial than on the opposite side which was lee which lee goes after like scummy people Mm -hmm. where he's like Like assholes yeah i'm gonna take people like his dad yeah yeah and so it was like we had the one person that's kind of preying upon sick injured old dying people mm-hmm. and we had the person that was kind of vigilante eating uh-huh. and then taylor russell's character is like learning from both of them and she's just so confused of uh-huh. like what do i do mm-hmm. but sully's character becomes obsessed with taylor russell mm-hmm. and he she's like his special girl basically yes. and he follows her and literally stalks her stalks her across the country Mm -hmm. and is obsessive over her and in that final scene where he basically is like admitting to her that like he's been wanting to eat her for like months now Mm -hmm. and then you know lee comes in and like tries to save her and ends up getting you know injured but i was so terrified of sully throughout the entire movie not just that end scene which was crazy but what a performance what a terrifying performance seriously (laughs) really disturbing like it made you feel very uncomfortable and there's something about a man in a braid that's always a little bit unless you don't unless you're indigenous like don't have a braid Mm -mm. we don't do a man with a braid like the little skinny braid fedora yeah i don't know it was just like everything about him was giving ick. yeah it was like this long gross Ew. like rat tail braid and then he like collects Ew, people's yeah. hair and braids it after he kills them into which, like a mega braid which if you think about that mm-hmm. he's only killed women because he's taken the braids yeah. and so like he is very predatorial and disgusting and like honestly more scary than like the two other vagabonds that they meet that are like oh yeah. we like to eat people they're just like all. hill people yeah like <laughs> <laughs> the hills have eyes yeah like the guy's just like wearing overalls with like no yeah. nothing underneath and yeah it's like okay you're just like a wood creature it's right. fine now that we've gushed about the entire movie and how uh-huh. much we love it uh-huh. and the things we didn't like about and things that scared us I have like just this question, like a QTNA. Okay. How are they eating the bones? I don't know because they don't show it. Because like they say bones and all like uh-huh. a thousand times. Yeah. And I was like, but like how? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if maybe they like are implying that because they're eaters they're able to do that maybe okay that was my thought yeah. was like because they do this like they can like consume bones yeah but like yikes first of all i know second of all why i don't know like i just thought <laughs> like that was just like the one thing where i was like but why did it have to be the bones like right you do you eat their organs eat their flesh their muscles but like (laughs) not the bones i like that that's where you draw the line you're like it's okay if you it's just like so hard it's so crunchy (laughs) i don't know like i i was just like my my brain wasn't processing how that's possible i don't think you're supposed to you're just supposed supposed to to suspend reality i guess yeah and like they just eat the bones yeah they just pop them like little potato chips (laughs) 
Ooh, oh. Now I don't want to eat potato chips. Shut up. You will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably eat potato chips like as soon as we stop recording. TBH. That does it for us. Bones and all. I still feel like there's more things I could say. But like we just we have to cut it we off. We have to cut it off. We We're, have to yeah. be done. If you do see this movie, text Caitlin, message Caitlin. Please. Uh, I still want to talk about <laughs> she it. She still wants to talk about it. <laughs> I'll never um, stop talking about it. <laughs> She'll be talking about this movie forever. Yes. Um, we are going to do just the most dramatic <laughs> theme shift. <laughs> the most dramatic <laughs> genre shift we could yes. possibly but you know what? That's what makes our, our little podcast fun to do is that we don't do the same type of movie. You know? Yeah. And we don't take ourselves too seriously. Here. So we're we've made we're that clear from the start. We're switching it up next week and we're going to ring in the Christmas season with a movie that we promised quite a few people on Instagram that we would review. We are going to drop a little episode on Lindsay Lohan's Falling for Christmas. I can't wait. Caitlin is a Christmas movie connoisseur i'm a Lindsay lohan we are both fan. Lindsay lohan fans we are so happy she's back yes. in action looks healthy and amazing so that episode will drop next friday we are mm-hmm. so excited about it because i think it'll be a fun one i'm excited it'll probably be spoilers the whole time it'll be a full <laughs> spoiler yeah like it's it's just a christmas it's just, movie. Yeah, yeah we're just gonna talk about it the whole time so we're very excited about that again if you can see bones and all please, please go see, it. see um, it keep an open mind it is way better than the 83 percent it is getting dude for real everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you next week thanks for joining us on the ride home Thank you.